if you find all of us have a story and all of us need to tell that story and we cannot know what impact will create on other people's lives till we share that story. Working women, how many things are you expected to do on a daily basis? Between walking those 10,000 steps, hydrating, making plant-based meals for our family, Pinterest-worthy lunches for our kids, spectacular date nights for our husband, and let's not forget, climbing that corporate ladder, we're asked to do these things each and every day. So much so that often it feels like we are trying to balance on the high wire of life. So welcome to the High Wire Woman podcast, hosted by me, Rosanna Brary. I'm an immigration lawyer, a mother to a teenage son, a wife, and an entrepreneur who truly believes that working women can have it all. Join me as I interview other high-achieving women, and together, let's learn about the skills and the fortitude that we need to create the happy, prosperous, and balanced life we so richly deserve. Hey, High Wire Women, Rosanna Berardi from the High Wire Women podcast. I started High Wire Women about a year ago because I wanted to share and tell my story to all of you. I feel like after 25 years of being an immigration lawyer, a business owner for 16 years, a mom for 15 years, got a lot of stories and experiences to share. And one of the reasons I started High Wire Women was specifically for that purpose, to share. And today I have a guest who's really going to remind us that we all have a story to tell. We have a story to tell, to share. And, you know, sometimes when I ask people, what's the one minute story of your life? They're like, I don't know, I'm boring. You know, I went to college. I'm an accountant. But there's so much more to all of us, so much more. And today's guest, Paul Rule Agrawal, is here to tell us how to tell those stories. Pearl grew up in a small town in India, and she inherited her business acumen from her father. She ventured to college in Mumbai and then moved to the United States through marriage. She holds two master's degree in engineering from Arizona State. She worked as a research scientist at ASU and an engineer for Intel. These are big jobs. As an engineer, she could have stayed on that corporate track, enjoy the stable paycheck, but her entrepreneurial spirit, like mine, called her to venture into the risky path of online businesses. Her passion for her well-being inspired her to write a book called Juicing for Healthier Families. And while holding her baby in arms from Kitchen Counter, she published the book and ranked it as an international bestseller and an Amazon hot new release in multiple categories. Today, she's the founder and CEO of PaulRuAgrawal.com, a cutting-edge business consulting and international publishing platform that empowers authentic leadership on the planet. So welcome to the High Wire Woman podcast. Thank you so much, Rosanna. That was a lovely introduction. And I'm so excited to know that you're an immigration lawyer. I wish I would have <laughs> while I was applying for my visas and citizenship in the U.S. Yeah, that's my day job. And it's certainly a lot of fun and very rewarding. I love, love oh, helping I people imagine. fulfill their American dreams. So super interesting background. So you're an engineer. So that means you're analytical and you like to take things apart and put them back together. And I feel like you did that with your life a bit. You looked at how things were going and you had a stable job, but decided to do something else. So what made you jump off that traditional career path when you were working as an engineer? 
That's a great question. And I believe it's, there were two main reasons. First and foremost, I had always seen my family, as I mentioned, I come from an entrepreneurial background. All my family members is into business and they have their own business. So that idea of working like a nine to five job for somebody was never something which was close to my heart. And secondly, I always had seen my family members creating jobs for others, right? Empowering others by either helping them earn their living or in whatever way. And that is still my number one priority, helping others and helping others gain means of income. And I thought it was only possible if I become an entrepreneur and I have, there is so much room for entrepreneurship in the world. And then you become an entrepreneur and then involve other people and grow together. That has always been my mission and vision. And that is what helped me venture out of this corporate job and start things on my own. Yeah, that's great. I mean, so many of us go to school for something. We're an accountant or a lawyer, an engineer, and get boxed into the idea that we have to stay on the traditional path. And at least for me, part of the reason I wanted to get a law degree was that I knew I could do a lot of things with it, that I didn't have to necessarily be a lawyer that went to court every day or prosecuted a criminal, that I could do a lot of things. And that's such a blessing when you can see outside of your own profession and utilize your skills, but also transition to something that you know you really enjoy and fulfills you. So tell us a little bit about women and stories. We all have stories to tell. How come when you talk to a woman, you're like, oh, how are you doing? Oh, I'm so busy. So tell me about yourself. Well, you know, I work in this firm, this accounting firm. Like what, what's with us? Why are we so like non forthcoming about our accomplishments? I think uh, a lot of it goes back to our society, the media, the kind of things we are watching, the school education. We are always, I mean, it's, I, I would think that it's being ingrained in our DNA and our genetics that, hey, we have to be humble. We have to, you know, lowball ourselves and we have to, no matter how accomplished we are, we always have to come from a place of humility, which is great. Yes. But at the same time, every woman is amazing and men too, but women have so much more power (laughs) compared to men when it comes to managing their life, managing their profession, managing their personal lives. We are just multitaskers, right? I mean, we are this tigress. If somebody like is saying something to our children, we are out there to fight for them while at the same time, we are this meek, kind, gentle, like a bunny rabbit, if we want to be and if we want to be loved and cared for. So we have such a a perfect balance. Again, if you talk about it scientifically, we have a left brain and a right brain. And one brain talks about logic and the other brain talks about intuition. And women have such a great balance of the right brain and the left brain which is possibly missing in the other species until then unless they're really meditative until then unless mm-hmm. they're spiritual or working on themselves women because we are so inclined with the moon cycles with you know our own body cycles it comes naturally to us you know 
And that's why I believe that women have the power in themselves. It's just that we need to find that power and we need to empower and, and thank you for doing what you're doing, because in a way you are empowering women and that is mm-hmm. what is needed. All of us come together, empower each other. We need that sisterhood, I believe. Yeah. For sure. So how do you help women tell their stories? My area of passion, you could call it, has always been writing and books. So okay. let's say a woman comes to me and says, you know, oh, I went through a lot in my life and it's, I really feel that I want to tell my story and, but I'm not really sure if it's impactful enough. Oh, I'm not really sure if anybody is willing to hear it. Oh, I'm not really sure if, you know, if I can make a difference in anybody's life. I usually tell them that, yes, you have a story waiting to be heard and it doesn't really matter whether you're impacting one person or 100 people. All that matters is you take that first step and just go out there and share your story. Because in just sharing your story, you can create inspiration. You can be inspiration to other women like you. you know, so it doesn't have to come from the story itself. It could be just by your action. You know, When I wrote my juicing book, I am this Indian lady, as you can see. Of course, I'm health conscious and I want to be uh, healthy and I want to help people. But first and foremost, I don't look like a professional health coach. You know, I still have pounds to lose. I still have, you know, things to work on myself. I am, I wouldn't say like I'm the best person when it comes to knowledge of health and stuff like that. But at the same time, I knew I had something to tell the world and share when it comes to recipes and juicing and stuff like that. And I took that first step and I went ahead and I, you know, wrote that book. And just by doing this, I received calls from so many women, not just Indian, but from other, you know, backgrounds also saying that, oh, you know, we wanted to do this and you have inspired us to do this. Because, you know, all of us have our own authentic, let's say, recipes or our grandma's recipes or something that we did for our child that really helped them live a healthy life or something, you know, some women go through a lot of violence and abuse and stuff like that. And they overcame all that. And they are now working really well. In your practice, I would say you're an immigration lawyer. I'm sure you have cases where women are trying to, you know, have a decent living in the United States, get their visas all together. Mm -hmm. So if you find all of us have a story and all of us need to tell that story, and we cannot know what impact will create on other people's lives till we share that story. Yeah, and I think stories are so powerful. I mean, when you think about any product that you buy, whether it's a bottle of water or a pair of shoes, you're really buying a story. You're not buying a product, right? If I'm drinking life water, I'm buying the story because life water says to me, you're going to be healthy there's no additives and buying the story. Or, you know, if I'm buying a pair of expensive Christian Louboutin shoes, I'm buying the story of glamour and extraordinary experiences. And so everything really has a story if you think about it through that lens. And I think so many women 
I mean, when I have a problem and I ask a friend or friends, hey, what did you do? And they tell me their their tips or tricks. I'm like, that's amazing. And I'm always seeking out, I'm in a variety of professional groups because I love to hear other people's stories. Yes, exactly. So tell us about, you know, I think I have a lot of stories and so many of my coworkers at my law firm are like, you should write a book. You have crazy stories from me and an immigration lawyer starting my own business, working at a big law firm before I started my own firm. People say to me, you should write a book. So Powell, tell me, how do I get these stories underway? Wonderful. And I truly encourage you to write your book. So the first and foremost thing is, I mean, I'm sure you have hundreds of different ideas, you know, map them down into one idea and one story that you would really like to say. And when I say one story, it doesn't have to be one story. It could be like multiple stories. But the overall theme essentially has to be a common theme for the book, let's say, right? So, I mean, in businesses, we use uh, something called as mind map. In books, we use something called as book map. So we start with our central idea. And then we kind of create these branches and write, you know, sub stories or subsections and chapter headings. And then we kind of, you know, work our way down when we have this big picture in front of us, right? So the, obviously the first and foremost step is to pen down your story. And of course, I understand you are a busy lawyer, so you might not have that time to work on your things, even though there are hundreds of stories you want to tell. Another easy way is to record your story. So there are so many wonderful recording apps these days. One of them is Rev, R-E-V, Rev.com. And you could just record your story or whatever you want to tell and then have a transcribe service to transcribe it into words. Other thing you could do is maybe, you know, you could have somebody like me or your family, friends or somebody you know, ask you the right kind of questions and then, you know, they could record it via Zoom and then again transcribe it. Finally, some authors, um, they like to work in close association with an editor or a writer. So they are dictating their stories and the editor or the proofreader, the writer is actually writing it out for them. So, you know, the first thing is like having that fire inside you I mean, they say that uh, more than 80% of people want to write a book at some point in their life and only 1% end up writing. So have that fire that, yes, you have a story that is worth sharing and that story could change so many potential lives in the future. And once you have that fire inside you, then nothing can stop you. And I think it's so important to point out that even if you're not focused on writing an international bestseller, I mean, the power of writing or dictating your stories to me is very therapeutic. It's inspirational. Even if you don't share it with anybody, self-preservation, or you can share it with your family members and, you know, a generation to come. I think it's super powerful to write. And I've been leaning into writing a lot in the last couple of months because I find it so therapeutic to just sit down, sometimes just do a brain dump or talk about a story. I think that's so therapeutic. And I think people, you know, we live in this world of technology where when we have five minutes to ourselves, the first thing people do is pick up their phone and start scrolling on Facebook to see like, what's going on? Someone else's life is so much more exciting than mine or whatever. But 
I think there's almost a lost art to writing, journaling, diary, whatever you like to do. Or like you said, Rev is an excellent service where you can just dictate, talk, and then it can be transcribed. So I love those ideas. So tell us a little bit about a project that you've worked on with respect to helping somebody tell their story. Have you recently published a book? Yes, I have recently published a book. It's called The Growth Hacking Book 2. It has it's more of a business book where, you know, business professionals, digital marketers, content writers from more than 100, I would say, from different parts of the world have shared their best marketing strategies. But when it comes to story, I published a book, I think it's in 2017, it's called When You Are Done Expecting. And this, sto- and this book is amazing because this has stories of you know parenting of their trials and tribunals challenges of raising children in this era from more than 100 moms from all across the globe so that is one of my favorite projects because and again you know I didn't uh, do this project to earn money or anything you know when I wrote my first book I learned how to you know publish books at that time I was very active on Facebook. And I would see all these amazing women writing blogs, publishing their stuff on different blogs. And I'm like, okay, you know, I know so many amazing women, amazing moms who are uh, writing such amazing things and they have such amazing stories, but they do not have a platform or they do not have the right knowledge to publish a book. So why not gather all these moms together and publish a book? So I thought, you know, I had no idea that it would be 100 moms. I said, okay, you know, let me reach out to 20 of my friends and blogger friends and friends who want to write books. So I started that. I started with like maybe 15, 20. And before I knew, the book had 111 authors. Wow. From parts of the world, you know, from even like from Costa Rica, Cambodia, Africa. I mean, you know, it was crazy. Of course, we had lots of women from US, Canada, India, Australia, Mexico, but, you know, from these small, small regions also. And that was one of my favorite projects. And, you know, women have really shared their stories. Some of them have shared their stories of childhood loss, of, you know, child loss and mm-hmm. stuff. And I sent this book for a review to Frank Shankwitz, who is the one of the co-founders of Make-A-Wish Foundation. And he is the person who wrote the foreword for the book. Oh, nice. And he was so inspired. I sent him a couple of stories and he's like, you know, I'm so inspired reading these stories because that's what, what he does, you know, make wishes true. I mean, I'm, uh, he's no more with us. He passed away last year, but, you know, it was, such an inspiration again for women to have their story published in a book and have it forwarded by the founder of Make-A-Wish Foundation. And again, you know, in that way, we are not only fulfilling their dreams, but, you know, their legacy, they're building this legacy for their children. So, yeah, I mean, that was one of my favorite projects. And uh, again, it all boils down to stories. That's amazing. So, Highwire Woman, if you have a story burning inside of you, I've got the right person that will help you. I am turning 50 in a couple months and I really do want to start working on my book. So stay tuned for that. So if our listeners are interested in learning more, 
where can they find you? On my website, parulagrawal.com. I'm mostly most, uh, you know, the best way to reach out to me is through my website or LinkedIn, basically. And on LinkedIn, I'm by author Parul. Great. So we'll have all of your information in our show notes. Thank you so much for bringing so many women's stories to life over the years. We're excited to see what's next. And Highwire Woman, you do have a story that's important to tell, whether you tell it to your iPhone when you're just speaking into it, or you write it down when you're having a cup of coffee, or you want to share it with others. Now is the time to do it. It's never been easier, and Power Rule can certainly help you. So thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Thank you so much for having me. It was a pleasure speaking with you. And Highwire Woman, stay on that high wire until the next time. Thank you for listening to the Highwire Woman podcast. If you enjoyed this episode or others, I hope you'll share it with a friend so together we can all stay on that high wire of life. Make sure to subscribe or follow us on your favorite listening platform so you never miss an episode and follow us on social media at High Wire Woman for more information. Until next time, I'm Rosanna Berardi. Be sure to stay on that high wire of life.